Sup students, welcome to With You, where we seek to grow deeper in our relationship with God together. Even though we're not with you, we're with you. We're your hosts, Phoebe and Tony. Yesterday, Phoebe led us through the context of the passage that we've been looking at, where Jesus goes into the desert for 40 days, and she made this connection and helped us see the connection of Jesus doing that in Israel, wandering the desert for 40 years. And so as always, we recommend that you listen to that episode before you listen to this one so you get everything out of it. Today, we were walking away with the main point of this passage. So, Tony, lead the way. So, first, I just want to acknowledge that this passage is really strange. Like, if you were reading it and sitting with that Jesus is actually going into a desert for a period of time, and he's engaging with Satan. We know that God took on human flesh on purpose in order to... Uh, go to the cross on our behalf and also to show us what it looks like to truly follow after him. So he, he shows the way for us. But really, how, how does it contribute to his ministry to go to a desert where it's hot, where he's all alone, where it's scary? <laughs> well, what's that actually contributing to his ministry? What does it benefit us to do this? What's it benefit him? How does this moment contribute? Jesus' intention is really hard to see at first glance, but I believe if we lean in, we'll see it. We see that Satan moves towards Jesus when Jesus is hungry and tired, maybe at his weakest moment physically, and Satan sees a window here of opportunity that he thinks is great timing. So what is Satan trying to accomplish here? I think put simply, we see that Satan is trying to do anything to keep God from doing what he set out to do. We see that uh, Jesus in Matthew 3, when he's about to be baptized, he tells John the Baptist, you've got to do this in order to fulfill all righteousness. That's why Jesus is there, is to fulfill all righteousness. And so in order for God's plan to actually come to fruition, Jesus has to remain sinless and pure. He can't step away from the plan. And so we see that Satan is trying to do whatever he can to make Jesus maybe changed his mind or given to temptation so he's no longer faithful. So he does that in three ways in chapter four. The first way that we see is actually in verses four or three through four, uh, where uh, as Jesus is hungry, Satan tempts Jesus to turn rocks into bread, which would have been very tempting for someone who hasn't eaten for 40 days. But Jesus responds because he's seeking to not eat in this moment. He responds by saying, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The second time that Satan tries to tempt him, he takes Jesus up to the top of the temple and he tempts Jesus by asking him to jump off of the temple to prove that he's the son of God because God is obviously going to protect him and not let him hit the ground. And what would have been tempting about this is so many people would have seen this happen. Everybody would know that Jesus was someone special, that had authority and power, and that he would be someone worth listening to. But once again, Jesus responds with scripture in verse 7. He says, again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Satan takes one last whack and one last attempt at uh, tempting Jesus in the next passage, the next section of verses 8 through 10, where he takes him on top of a mountain and he says, Jesus, you can have the whole world. You can have every kingdom, whatever you want, as long as you bow down to me, which is kind of spectacular in a sense because Jesus really wants all people to acknowledge him as king, but not in this way. 
not by bowing down to Satan. Satan's not the one who's truly in control. And so he responds in verse 10 by saying, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Over and over and over again, we see that Satan tempts Jesus, but Jesus sticks to the game plan and he remains faithful. Yeah, we see that Jesus' actions really reflect God's heart, that he is so faithful. And when I think of faithfulness, I think of being lovingly committed, like in a marriage or in a close relationship. And don't we all just hate unfaithfulness when people and systems are unfaithful? I think we all value faithfulness. And Phoebe, nobody values faithfulness more than God. In verse 1, we see that Jesus is led into the wilderness by the Spirit, by God, in order to be tempted by Satan, that he went into the desert so intentionally. And what's most wild about this passage is those three times that Jesus is quoting Scripture all come from Deuteronomy 6. Take a guess of when that's happening. You guessed it. It's happening during the time that Israel is wandering the desert. That's what Deuteronomy 6 uh, that's the, the time and place that that was written. And so Jesus is quoting these things to really connect the dots for us to see that he went to the desert to be faithful to God in every way that humanity has fallen short in their faithfulness to him. He represents God's people in the desert, which leads us to our main point that we want you to understand. We are his, we are Jesus's because he is faithful. We are his because he is faithful. If Jesus never showed up or if Jesus gave into temptation, we would still remain in our sin and we would be stuck on our own. The same God that led Israel out of Egypt is the God who meets with us today. The same God who provided a way out of sin for humanity is the same God who is faithful to us. Do you believe that? Does that actually affect your heart? Does that affect the way you live your life? God is not just faithful to the perfect and cleaned up Christians. He's faithful to you. And I believe if you set your eyes to see how faithful he is, you'd actually be blown away by how committed he is. Agreed. God's faithfulness ought to impact our hearts. I know it has for me this week looking at this passage. And tomorrow we're going to take a look at how we are His because He is faithful impacts our lives. Remember, let's be real with one another and before God as long as it's called today. It's been great to be with you. Take care.